0: Everybody, how's it hanging how's it happen you guys know me, this is kevin from the car progression podcast the podcast inspiring young rock and metal fans discover new music feeling desire there to connect and feel accepted hey everybody we're doing a special wednesday episode of the podcast why are we doing a special wednesday episode because this band right here has been the podcast twice it's their third time on but got a different member on as well because h- how do i describe it this band is The best way to describe them is Randy Marsh fighting the Bat Dad, getting up and saying, hey, I didn't hear no bell. You're going to find out all about why, but before we jump into that, I want to thank sponsorship for the podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness, so you guys know one of my favorite things to do is go in those mosh pits and be in there from the beginning of the first band to the end of the the headliner and anywhere in between and not jump out of there. If you guys saw me during those Rise Again shows at the Metro at the end of uh, March, beginning of April, yeah, you know exactly what it's like, so in order to make sure I can do that, I got to say what I call mosh pit fit, so what is that? I got to make sure I'm constantly going to the gym, you know, doing as much cardio, as I can to keep that endurance up and lift enough weight so that I can deliver those hits and I don't am not the biggest dude in the pit so I got to be able to take some of those hits I can be able to have as much as possible because that is my happy space I know what happiness is because of that stuff but I also make sure I'm preparing and recovering right in order to help achieve my fitness goals to the best of my ability and you can do that too and get mosh pit fit with us through the help of phoenix fitness they have major types of supplements to help you achieve those fitness goals and get mosh pit fit there's types of pre-workouts both stim and stim free i use the stim free stuff because guys my energy normally can you imagine me on a bunch of caffeine and like other stimulants in pre-workout it'd be too crazy my heart might explode they also have types of b7 recovery compounds to help you absorb nutrients into your muscles Directly after a workout, they will see different types of creatine to help you build muscle. Different types of protein to build muscle: collagen-based protein, plant-based protein, whey-based protein. I use their chocolate malt-flavored whey protein because ooh, that's good stuff. Multivitamins, literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and watchers on YouTube can get twenty percent use the code CPP20 at phoenixfit.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now time for a feature presentation. We have Saving Vice back, everybody, and they're the band that'll never say die, and the one that says hey. I didn't hear no bell. You ready to find out why? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, this up the Court Progression Podcast. This is what I would like to call a very special episode because the band we're talking today, it's this band's third time on the podcast, but this guy's First time. And if there's any way to describe this band and everything they have been through, it has to be the South Park episode where Randy Marsh is beating up on all of the Little League dads. He's taking on the Bat Dad, and he comes up and says, Hey, I didn't hear no bell. That is the perfect epitome for this band the amount of issues when it comes to touring with people dropping off them and them somehow salvaging them and pushing forward is intense and it happened once again but now they're going on their own headlining run called the end of winter tour it starts out in sacramento california on april 13th and if you get a chance to go and see it i highly suggest it because if you like metalcore this is the way to go so please welcome kenjman from the band saving vice of the podcast so kenjman welcome to core progression podcast Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Thanks for being on, man. How has everything been going in your world as of late? I mean, I know for you guys, every time I ask that question, it's it's always something completely crazy and different, but how has everything
1: been going? Uh, I mean, the last few days, spirits have really been high. You know, um, everyone's having a good time. You know, we're just kinda, we're just kind of really looking forward to this. I mean, it was literally the third time in the last calendar year. Like, you know, I think it was 10 months ago or the first time this happened, and um, mm-hmm. We just, we just don't want like to give up, you know, it's like, you know, we just, we just want to play, you know, we just want to get out there. We just want to do everything that we're supposed to be doing, you know, and that's just what it is, you know, but we're really stoked about this. We're really happy to be doing it. I mean, you guys definitely have that never
0: say die mentality and it has shown up, especially you just take a look at the last calendar year, third time this has happened you guys and everything that happened around that first time with the bus as well. It, it's something that, it's stuff that, you know, it tests your integrity and it tests your endurance and your, mental fortitude as a band and i really don't know many bands or if any other band could have had that happen to them on this many occasions and have continued to persevere through it so that speaks a lot to you guys not only as people but as a band as a whole
1: i mean it's so easy just to be like oh this isn't gonna happen the way we want it to we can just kind of give up right now you know we can just kind of just be like all right let's book something else blah blah you know but it's like you know we a lot of us really have to drive and just kind of like, you know, like screw that, you know, it's already booked and everything. We're going to do that. You know, we're, we're going to go out there. We're going to give, you know, our friends and our fans, like exactly what we promised them, you know, so we're making it
0: happen. Absolutely. So with this most recent, you know, time that it happened. So how did this all happen to you guys where another tour, you were set to go on, ready to go. And then all of a sudden the headliner just, that's it. Like, so what all happened in this one?
1: Like I'm gonna try and be as nice as possible about it, you know, just like for obvious reasons and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, so literally this tour was in the works for like six to eight months, you know. And so we, you know, last year we had a new booking agent we were working with, and um, you know, he said he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you out with um, you know, that all that a band I mentioned earlier when we were talking from uh Vegas and Vampires Everywhere," and um, that ended up not happening. So you know, like you know, fast forward six months later. Our booking agents like, okay, you're going out with vampires everywhere. You uh, know, we have a couple other bands, um, Scythe Gang Triple Six and Mirror Lake from uh Texas and Washington, I believe. And um they're like, yeah, we're gonna have you guys out there. We're uh, announced one leg of the tour. And um here's a secret, actually. We we're supposed to announce a second leg of the tour to had three more weeks of additional dates of areas that we've never even been to before. You know, it's like you know, um, you know, Seattle area being one of them, you know, things like that. But um, so literally just last week, you know, I think it was like Thursday or something, I was um, I was home for the day, I was working on things, and uh I saw an email come through because so we were trying to get our advances in advance, as we would mm-hmm. want, and everything. And um, we saw one come through that was from a promoter in like Arizona that said, uh, we actually heard this tour got canceled this morning. And I, I screenshot that, sent it to our business chat. I'm just like, what's going on here? And everyone's like, Oh, that's gotta be a misunderstanding, you know. And then, um, later on in the day, like, so little, little segue, I'm, um, I'm part of a different band actually from the Pennsylvania slash New Jersey area. Um, I'm not gonna give you the name cause we're not doing anything right now, Let but example. one of my members in there is in a different band called life right now, who was supposed to be on the second leg of that run. And in that, um, in that band chat, he sent a screenshot from an agent that he knows who was working with our booking agent saying like, Oh, that band is canceled this morning, like the entire tour, like it's, it's off. You know, like it's not happening for anyone. And like, I was just, and then I called Robbie, our guitarist, and I'm just like, dude, we have some problems going on here. Like what's going on? And, um, probably about an hour and a half later, he put a message in our business chat and said, I'm sorry, but everything you guys heard is true. Um, vampires everywhere canceled. They had a better opportunity offered to them that they couldn't refuse. Um, uh, I guess. And um, we all just kind of put our phones down that day and said, "Let's talk tomorrow. We'll figure this out." Mm-hmm. You know. And then, um, literally, the following day, we were on a you know like a Skype call for like you know four plus hours, just kind of like, "What are we gonna do? How are we gonna do this?" We had our booking agent on there, and it was just decided, like, you know what, we're gonna call every promoter right now, and um, we're gonna take it on as a headliner tour. Just so pretty hey. much um, the, the the simplified version of it.
0: I mean, there's there's plenty other details that are probably in there that I know you don't want to give out because just there's other things going on. I totally understand that. I don't want to pressure you to put them out there. But it's just, again, how that all puts it comes together. And another thing, too, is we have seen in the past, you know, I'm not even just talking about like the stuff that's happened to you guys, but we've seen the past since the pandemic has hit you know, after the pandemic is hit, we've seen bands being on tours, we've seen them having some headlining runs, and then all of a sudden pulling out from them because of a quote-unquote better opportunity later down the line, and it's just, well, the thing that always gets from the fans' perspective, even from, you know, the band's perspective, especially from your perspective as well, is, you know, these tours are booked, there's commitments that are there, now there's a lot of money, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of different moving parts there, and then all of a sudden a different opportunity comes around. Gets, you made that commitment. I get as an artist that you want to go forward and you want to go for the best opportunity for the band. But when you've made so much of a commitment to a certain point, you kind of have to stick with it. Otherwise, you never know what might happen, especially later down the line. Because I think even after the like one that happened in 2022, there's still a lot of negativity surrounding that specific band that end up doing something like that, especially within like the metalcore realm. Where every time I see that name pop up or I hear that name pop up, I see a bunch of comments underneath. It's just like, remember when they did this last year? Remember when they did this? Remember when they dropped off that tour last year? And it just sticks out still in so many people's minds. Where it, and there's an integrity thing that ends up coming up at that point, especially in the minds of fans. From coming from a fan standpoint myself, it's like okay you made this commitment you had all these moving parts in there you had all these other bands a part of it as well what are they going to do when you're just like oh we got something better see ya
1: i mean that's the worst part about it you know it's like you know when when um the first time it happened we were out with dropout kings actually and it wasn't even the first day of the tour yet that uh the headliner dropped off i i don't want to say his name you know but um everyone knows who it is probably at this point but uh you know, it's like, you know, Dropout Kings, you know, they said immediately later, it's like, well, screw that, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna do this, you know, we're gonna just rebook it ourselves, you know, because a lot of dates pulled out, you know, a lot of the venues, um, when they realized they weren't getting that headliner, mm-hmm. they pulled out They, they got scared, you know, and, uh, you know, something very kind of similar happened with us. I mean, I again, mean, we had our booking agent who was literally, he was on it, like bees on honey, like he was, <laughs> it was crazy, you know, like, literally that day, he said, I'm on the phone with you guys for two minutes, and then I'm doing this, you know. <laughs> But like, you know, there's also different scenarios and everything where it's like, um, you mentioned like the pandemic and everything. Like, so I bought tickets to see Architects, you know, from like the UK. Yep. Like before the pandemic, like they were supposed to play like, you know, like months later, I think it was like April or May or something like that. you know, we shut down in um, In March of 2020. And um, I remember like when like venues first started reopening and stuff, you know, they said, okay, the tickets you had for that are now valid for this tour. And we're going to do this. We're coming to the U.S. to, you know, to, uh, mm-hmm. to do our thing. And, you know, of course, you remember we had a second wave. And as soon as that happened, you know, a lot of states were still doing it. And a lot of states still were not doing it. So they pulled out of that tour because they knew they weren't going to make what they were going to make. You know, doing it if all the venues are open, if all the states were allowing it and everything. And still to this day, I have not seen architects since I bought those tickets. That was about three and a half years ago. So it's like, But that that's understandable, definitely. But like, you know, a band getting a better opportunity, a you know, better, I don't want to say financial opportunity, but, you know, it's like, you know, that's, that's really what it comes down to sometimes with some people. And uh, it's it's it, it sucks, you know, it's stupid, you know, but I don't know. We, we know what the offer was. I'm not going to say it anywhere because that's not our business anymore. But yeah, but that's a whole different thing altogether. You know, you're disappointing the fans, you're disappointing, you know, the opening bands and everything who were depending on you. You know to support them and everything like that you know it's it's just kind of a real bummer you know and we're still a little bit upset about it at this point we've kind of just let it go i mean you know we we, we made we made our peace with it you know it's like we're doing what we need to to make it happen
0: yeah and and it kind of comes to just also if you guys have gone through this enough already where it's like okay i mean once is enough in the end but this is like again your third time so it's like okay you guys just end up putting your you know nose to the grindstone and just okay how can we you know make this work what can we do around here Let's just take this and run with it, and make it the best situation we possibly can. And comparing to some of the other ones, like the whole entire thing with the, like architecture that you just talked about, yeah, the pandemic ended up throwing that for a complete loop. And I still remember too; I had a ticket for uh, it was to see Bad Omens and Thousand Below in a small venue here in Milwaukee. And there's about to, that
1: later on. Actually, they're,
0: they're supposed to play on March fifteenth. 2020. It was the first show of mine that got canceled. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I held on to that ticket Cause I'm like, I still want to go see this show. But of course, as time had gone on, it's like, they're playing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger shows. And they just got massive. I'm like, okay, this tour is not happening, but I can understand why, because that venue would nowhere near hold exactly what they did. And then when they end up coming through at the end of 2022, they play in front of like 1500 people in a completely different venue. And I'm like, well, I'm still going and thousand below was still on the bill anyway. So I was like, already that ends up working but just even some of the crazier things that have happened here as well the one thing i kind of like from especially from your guys perspective especially on this one is even though there is a lot of like yeah this happened again it sucks and there's a little bit there's always some sort of animosity that's going to be there you always do look at the other side of things too it's like you know take a look at it from their perspective even though it might not be the right way to go about it having that understanding allows you to kind of get a little bit of a feel for you know what Show a little more compassion, a little more empathy, even at a time where, you know, you really don't want to. And it, 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 I don't know, it just kind of creates a little bit more of a, it shows who you guys are truly, but at the same time, it just allows a lot of the fans to be like, you know what? Saving Vice, these guys, even though stuff keeps happening to them, they get it, they understand some of these things, and... They're still willing to go forward and make the best situation possible. And then, I mean, take a look. I'm looking at dates. I mean, you've got dates in California, Arizona. You're going all the way around to Texas, going up the East Coast, and then coming to Ohio. When I saw the end in Ohio, I was like, damn it!
1: I mean, you not coming through further than the Midwest. Before, so we were, like, super excited about the West Coast especially because um, the the final date of what was supposed to be our second leg was actually at Whiskey A go And that's literally a dream venue. Oh. Any musician, you know, like anybody, you know. And Gladly, we are playing Chain Reaction in Anaheim. I think uh the mm-hmm. the fifteenth or sixteenth of uh, yeah, April. 16th. Which, that's a dream venue for me, especially. You know, I was I was a big like, a Seven full fan growing up. I know they played there all the time and everything. But um, you know, we're really excited about that. It's so funny that you brought up the um that Bad Omens and Thousand Below mm-hmm. show because, literally, actually, the poster's behind me somewhere. It's, it's probably out of frame right now, but um. So for our album, Hello There, we had a um, an album release show. It was March 7th of 2020. We played in Burlington, Vermont. We sold it out that morning. It was so cool. We were so excited. You know, we we have like, you know, um, Windbreakers. It has a photo of the audience and the stage, like us on the stage and everything on the back of it. The place is just packed. You know, it's super cool. And the following day, I woke up. Um, I stayed in Vermont that night. And um, drove to Boston. Went to Brighton actually. A Brighton Music Fest, um, not blah, Brighton Music Hall, whatever it's called. And um, my girlfriend was there with me for that Thousand Below and Bad Omen show. And I've been a fan of Bad Omen, not Bad Omen. Um, oh, I love Bad Omen's now. Don't get me wrong. Everyone yeah. loves Bad Omen's. If you don't like Bad Omen's now, just leave. You know, don't <laughs> okay, listen to still... the rest of this. Just thankfully, hang up.
0: thankfully, I can stay, so I'm good here. Yeah, you're all good. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> to the audience.
1: I'm breaking the fourth wall, but um. <laughs> So we went to that show that night at Brighton Music Hall. And, um, you know, Thousand Below Slade, you know, they they were so good. There's only like 50 people there. It was really cool. It was very intimate. And I got to meet all the members and everything. It was really neat. And um, Bad Omens was headlining that night. That's when, like, Noah's hair was super long and everything. So um, girlfriend and I go to shows. We like to have a few drinks and everything. We Uber places and whatnot. We had a hotel in town. Literally the following morning, you know, we wake up in the hotel and she's looking at her phone. She's like, Are you hearing about this, this uh virus that's killing people in like three to four days? I'm like, I haven't heard anything about that. We walk out of the hotel that day, and everyone's wearing a mask. I'm like, What's going on here? And it was just so crazy how that happened. Fast forward 17 months, we're able to play a show again. Like, literally 17 months of the day, we're able to play a show. We were playing up in um Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, NHB Fest. And at that point, during the pandemic like bad omens just been completely silent i remember because mm-hmm. i i like you know i became a fan of them during the pandemic and i wanted to buy some of their merch one day and i went on there i saw their merch store was shut down they had nothing under instagram it's like what's going on here then out of nowhere they come out with the death of peace of mind just the song and the single and next thing you know they're like the biggest fucking <laughs> band oh, the biggest effing band my mistake oh you can uh, swear i don't give a shit fucking right all right <laughs> this will make things a lot easier hell yeah um it's 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 amazing seeing that though. It's like I'm always a huge fan of artists who make their moves in silence. And like just seeing that, it's like they just deleted everything or they archived it, whichever. And they'll put out no music at all. They did a um they did a live stream, you know, which is pretty cool. Like, we we had that idea one time, but at the time we were doing it, it was just like it wasn't financially possible and it was just kind of washed up at that point, you know, venues are reopening again and everything. But um it was it was so crazy to see like you know, seeing bad omens at Brighton music hall with 50 people and the next time i saw them they had spirit box opening i think they were opening for under oath actually yeah and that whole audience was sold out was at house of blues in boston and um i'm from the boston area actually i live um probably like 40 minutes north of boston i think you're central time right yeah not sure we were yeah i remember we i saw the email earlier i was just kind of like that's different so yeah
0: yeah because i'm over here in milwaukee cool so a little bit a oh, little milwaukee. bit different yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a different uh different like you're, you're you're East. I'm really like smack dab in the middle when it comes to time zone. But yeah, when it came to the whole Bad Omens thing too, it's I do remember that. Cause I, I was still pissed that I couldn't go to that show. But I'm like, you know what, I'll get to see him at some point. And the first festival I got to go to in 2021 was Rockfest in Kadot, Wisconsin. And Bad Omens was scheduled had been scheduled to play since 2020, so they rebooked him for 2021. And they came. But this is before the death of, Death of Peace of Mind even came out. I'm like, I'm gonna see him for the first time. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Go and see him. Noah still had the long hair at this point. He hadn't cut it yet. Cause it was like the one or two sh- Like it was like the first show they were doing post-pandemic. And open with glass houses. I was so excited. Pit got going. I got a concussion, and 15 seconds later, security came and closed down the pit. And I'm like, well, this ain't fun. <laughs> I'm like, I want and at that from that point on, I always wanted like what I always called my revenge for, for bad opens. Cause I wanted to hear glass houses again and keep going at it. But then once they came out Death of Peace of Mind, they only really played anything off of Death of Peace of Mind and then Limits the Throne. And that was it. I'm like, I need my chance. So when that headlining run came around, I was like, okay, now I can finally do this. Oh, man. I, my friend said they looked, they saw Look at Mine when that song came on. It was like, you're going to be the happiest and hardest hitting person in that whole type. And I'm like, uh-huh. But oh, it's just, man. it was crazy watching that rise from where you saw him at 50 people, where I could have probably seen him at maybe 50 people too, all of a sudden, when they got that headlining run and it sold out, and venues kept upgrading them to different stages for more people, and it kept selling out. And by the time the tour started, all the upgrades were done, all the added shows were added, and everything was already sold out beforehand. It was like, my God,
1: this is insane. I went to their most recent one actually around here. It was the other uh, Concrete Jungle tour. Yep, that was uh, the one. They are playing uh, Worcester Palladium, which you know we played on our last run um, mm-hmm. back in December to uh the two christmases tour and um and you know, that was really cool and my girlfriend and i upgraded to the vip because we just i just wanted to like, just talk to them and everything i'll meet them and everything i i didn't really have any interesting questions i just kind of asked how their day was and they, th- they got a real kick out of that it was pretty cool everyone everyone's questions were like oh what's your favorite movie you know what's what's your favorite hot dog or whatever you know and, and i'm just kind of like how's your day going man I, mean, I, I know how it goes you know it's like you know even when we go around places and everything people are always asking everything but how we're doing you know and I don't know. I think they appreciate the question definitely. But um I was coincidentally supposed to see them uh last month actually in March. Um in uh in London. I was gonna fly over with the girlfriend and everything. We we're celebrating an anniversary. And uh literally just it wasn't financially doable. We had the tickets, we had the passes and everything, and we were like, you know what? It's like why don't we just skip this one, you know, and not go But I was gonna see them twice in the same tour and just have a little celebration at the same time, but yeah, I was gonna ask the same question to the VIP. It's like, how's your day going? you know but
0: they've probably been like, I've Wait, someone it. actually it's you! We know you.
1: Oh, I do a lot of traveling, what's up? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, that would have been pretty fun. I mean, you, ne- you never know what might happen, too. Now, just hearing this, if when it comes to you guys doing the end of winter tour, you people might come up to you guys and then just come up and start asking instead of just, you know, the normal questions. Everyone might come up and just say, hey, guys, how's your day going? It might just be a consistent thing where by the end of the tour, you're like, we're
1: so sick and tired of telling people how our day is going. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. What the hell? It's on the day. Yeah, say if you would have asked us last Thursday how our day was going, we wouldn't have answered. We would have blocked you probably, you know, but – no, everything worked out fine but you know, I'm, I'm hoping so i'm hoping people come out and you know, ask us how everything's going and stuff like that you know and it's it, it's really like you know it's surreal to me when people actually listen to these and they ask me the same questions like back to me you know at places and everything and, you know even like people ask for like an autograph and stuff it's like it's like you don't need my autograph i'm not anyone cool you know but it's like i don't know it, it blows my mind sometimes but I, I really love it you know it's like it's really cool i love everyone that i meet so um well, the thing is, too, is
0: like you might not think you're that cool, but like to them, you are. And the biggest reason behind that is, I mean, take a look at all the musicians that we really associate, with, the ones that we really love to listen to, the ones that we connect with so heavily. It's we get a piece of that, like you get a piece of music from them. You maybe you get a CD, maybe you get a vinyl, you get it signed by them or just get a poster signed by them. It adds so much like, oh, my God, I have this thing where you know, it's like kind of like endorsed by the artist in a way. And maybe if it's personalized to them too, there's that deeper connection that gets formed with the band and with you. And it just solidifies just how much they end up meaning to you, how much their music has helped you through certain things. So again, that's why people end up going and do it. So I go and do it. I mean, if you got the chance to go up and probably, you know, get to go see a Bench Sevenfold, do a whole entire meet and greet thing, get to ask them like a couple of questions, ask them to sign something. I mean, you're probably going to end up taking that chance like 10 times out of 10.
1: Oh, absolutely, definitely. You know, it's it's always like really cool to hear, like you know, how people live that we think are that's like way above us and everything. You know, I, I did um I did a meet and greet with Thousand Below one time actually. I drove down to uh, New Jersey right before um right before a headliner run last year actually, and um I think there was like four people there for the meet and greet, and like literally, it's like we just we chilled with them, we hung out, we did some green tea shots at the bar. You know, it's like it was really cool like that. It's just really cool to like just hang with people who. Are perceived as like giant people, but they're just completely normal, and it's just so fucking cool to talk to them and just like you know just be on their level a little bit, you know.
0: I gotta ask this now: what, doing the green tea shots. And Was that James's idea?
1: Um, I think that's my girlfriend's idea, but James did not say no, and everyone joined us except for um Josh Taylor. I I think he um not Josh Thomas, my mistake. I think he had a bad night though, previous night with some alcohol related things, so um, so he was taking a break. I, I follow his Twitter account pretty well, so sometimes I to see it's like, I, I feel bad from alcohol today, and it's like, ooh, that's, that's relatable, son.
0: Yeah. The reason <laughs> I'd ask about the green tee shots is when I had James on the podcast back at the – right, literally right before they played the Milwaukee Day for the Concrete Jungle Tour – because I, I wanted to see if I could have a drink, and he's like, if I tried finding him after the show, couldn't find him, but he said we're having a green tea shot. Like, he was adamant about it, so maybe you were the ones that, like, un- like you and your girlfriend unlocked the green tea shot for him. It's very possible, because it maybe. just, I couldn't believe that that was the thing. I'm like, that might be the origin of James loving green tea
1: shots. It's funny, because, like, it was um, it was, like, right before, uh, I think it was October, actually, of last year. When we saw them, she dropped me off um, in New York where we meet up and everything to you know, have rehearsal and whatnot. Literally the following week, we were down in Texas for So What Fest. I ran to him again there and he's just like, you, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I feel cool now, man. So, like, you know, it's like you, my guy, green tea shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not think to head anything like that at So What Fest, but, you know, I would have known. Oh yeah, you, you definitely
0: wouldn't know. One thing I do want to ask about the end of winter tour, because again, taking a look at dates and something you said too, but uh, on the tour that was supposed to happen, there was supposed to be a second leg that was going to get you to new markets and get you to places you never even play, especially on the West Coast, like you mentioned, Seattle. I got to ask, I'm taking a look at the line, like the tour listing. I'm taking a look at the, all the dates, but I'm also taking a look at like the places that you aren't going. And I've got to ask, is there a plan to maybe potentially do a second part to this? With those venues in those places that you were planning on visiting, uh, you know, originally on that second leg,
1: I would love to say yes, I really would, but unfortunately, that's not part of it. You know, like because um, literally we were days away from announcing the second leg with uh, with vampires everywhere when they decided to cancel and everything, and a lot of those venues decided to dip out, so it just kind of just it wasn't even going to be possible, you know. So unfortunately, but uh, fortunately for us, our last date is in Cleveland, and on our way back to New York. We actually found a festival in um Rochester. So we're gonna be playing that. And um I feel like I keep going dark. My my lighting is terrible in here. <laughs> I just moved my desk recently, so it's like I'm just like, you know, but yeah, you'll the silhouette is me, I promise. Well we'll just keep it going with the whole entire
0: mystique of it, you know, it's just like the saving vice. They've gone through some dark times. It is the end of winter. Yeah, right. Just, just blur me out,
1: you know, <laughs> give me a different voice and everything like we're 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 electrical and
0: Yeah, we'll make it look like one of those uh like, you know, edit like FBI confessionals where it's like the identity of this person has been
1: removed for their own safety. I dealt drugs for twelve and a half years and yeah, no nothing crazy like that. Yeah it's like watching gangland all over again from spike tv yeah
0: pretty much yeah i remember it
1: (laughs) oh man i remember watching that show i was like oh this is uh oh a second leg no unfortunately not sorry Ah. simple answer
0: simple i was i was hoping that there might have been a second leg because when i found out about the whole vampires everywhere thing and I had I've been talking to some people and I heard like oh maybe there's something about a second leg coming up because of course I looked at the dates and I'm like I've wanted to see Saving Vice since I first got to interview Tyler from you know Tyler from beginning of like 2021 I'm like I want to see this I want to do this every single time no dates are coming by me I'm just like you've got to be fucking kidding
1: me I mean I'm just gonna say the year is still young we have plans for other things and you know like, nothing's set in stone right now but you know, we're always looking to get out and see places we haven't seen yet and just kind of you know meet our friends and everything that we know only from online and things like that so yeah but yeah so you know keep your hopes up
0: i will i will keep my hopes up there's another thing i do want to ask and be curious about because i've heard some people talk about this and i want to know where this is coming from i've heard people talk about you guys trying to get on the lineup for blue ridge 2023 is that a thing that's trying to happen right now
1: um, it would be great if it happens. Um, I just, I just not a lot I can say about that. You know, um, I would love to play that festival though. You know, there's a lot of awesome bands of that, you know, including Thousand Below and Bad Omens, who we just talked about. You know, it's like I think they're both on that. But uh, yeah, but I, I believe so. I mean, Bad Omens always ends up
0: playing that thing because it's the Virginia connection with them.
1: Oh yeah, right. I know they're from the Richmond area. I think at least Noah is. But um, you know, like all I'm gonna say is if we end up on that. We're gonna build a tour around it, so you know, let's keep your eyes open for an announcement. If there is an announcement, like I said, I don't know anything, but um, I really don't know anything actually. I don't want to make it too mysterious, but
0: yeah, because because I heard some people talk about you know, especially they're looking like, okay, we got the last couple of spots in the lineup. Who should we go and get? And I I've, I'm like I've heard people talk about you know you guys trying to get. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what we can do to get saving advice on that lineup. And if there's a if you guys do it, and there'd be a tour planned around there. I'm like now. Who would go out with saving vice for something like that? And there is one band that stands out beyond belief. That is also going to be at Blue Ridge. That would be the perfect band for you guys to go out with. And I believe you guys on your on your like October run last year, you were in Florida and you got to do or you guys got to perform with the lead singer for one you're talking song. Com. Yeah, oh yeah, about I'm Tom. talking
1: about Tom Seven. Yeah, uh, he is so cool. I like him so much. Dude, what well, um, I gotta? I always want to ask about that. What was that like with
0: the moment where all of a sudden you guys are playing at a venue in Florida and Tom is on his freaking honeymoon, comes to see you guys perform, and then gets to perform with you guys on stage? How did that all happen? Like that this was really is-
1: one of the coolest things. So we're actually we're really friendly with him just from like online and everything. Um, you know, we we did a um, actually a vocal um, swap with them last year where uh, we took one of their songs, they took one of ours. And literally just put our own vocalists on each other's tracks. And uh, it was a really cool idea. You know, we got a lot of their fans. We got a lot of our fans and everything. Because as you know, they're from like way the fuck out of here. They're, they're like in like, the furthest part of Australia, Perth, you know. And it's like, that's awesome. But, um, you know, I know he was in like, you know, he's in the States and everything. He's enjoying his honeymoon. They're doing like Disney and everything like that. And he's like, I'm going to come out to you guys' a show. And as soon as we got there, he was literally at the bar getting a White Claw or something. And. <laughs> You know, Tyler walks up to him, he's like, hello there. And it's just like, yo. And next thing you know, he's in our van, checking it out and everything. He's, you know, talking to us about what they're doing, what we're doing. You know, it's like everything like that. You know, like I, I would love to be on a tour of Patient 67. And I'm so, it is so cool knowing that they're going to be in the U.S. for the Blue Ridge Fest. And it's like, hopefully we're on that or at least attending. I would love to attend even if we don't play. But it's like, that is so damn cool. You know, it's like they're from Australia. And it's like, dude, like that's amazing you know it's again like, that's i'm happy for them definitely you know
0: oh yeah and it's not just like australia being like you know the parts that you think if you don't think like melbourne sydney you're not thinking that i mean they're from perth they're from the western coast of australia so getting anywhere for them is like how is this possible when i saw them on the blue ridge life i just like okay this is insane Fortunately, can't make it to blue ridge this here so i'm hoping that they end up building like, you know, some dates or having some dates afterwards so that they can at least, you know, not just do one spot in the United States and then call it a day. But that's where I'm like, if we, now I'm thinking, we get save advice somehow on that blue design for one of the last spots. You guys start building a little bit of a tour around that and then all of a sudden get patient 67 on there. The, the crazy part about that whole entire thing is I watching patient 67s rise, especially with how they're connecting with people online, how they've stayed connected, positivity every which way. And connecting it with you guys as well, it'd be something where venues would be wanting to have you guys because you guys would definitely be bring the draw. But then all of a sudden, the people would also come into because everyone—if you're online, if you like Metalcore, you know who Patient Sixty Seven is. So you guys would be playing venues, you know, maybe two, three hundred cap venues, and they'd be selling out. I could almost guarantee it, just based on that fact of everyone be like, "Oh my God, Patient 67s here." We know Saving Vice. This is going to be something we don't want to miss because. Who the hell knows when we're gonna ever get a chance like this again?
1: That could be like definitely a dream tour, you know. It's like that'd be super cool. Like, I didn't mean the rest of their members. I literally only met Tom, you know. And it's like, literally, he is like just like the nicest, happiest dude. He is made of sunshine and nothing else, you know. Even his wife was just like as happy as he is, you know. It's like this is so cool to meet them and stuff. And then we were like, you know what, get on stage with us. You know, they did um, cause he did guest vocals for the song that we did the vocal swap on, so it's like it was familiar to him. It was very easy and everything. Um, we, you know, we had our, our, um, we brought a uh, photographer out with us, uh, James Perry, actually awesome guy. And, uh, he took a video of it and everything for us. And like just seeing that, I was like, wow, it's like, he sounds so good. He just like, looks really cool and natural with us. You know, it's like, it's like, we need to make this like an every night thing, you know, it's just like, just make it happen, you know, just find some sort of way, find some sort of way to just drag like take him and his wife with you. Like,
0: okay, we're going to this venue. Now we're going here, we're going here. You're going to be honeymooning in, uh, now you're gonna be honeymoon in, like uh you know Columbia South Carolina just because that's where we're gonna be playing tonight. Come on, oh, no.
1: it's it's get an RV, you know, it's Walmart parking lots everywhere, you know, it's like it's gonna happen. It's fun,
0: you know. Give give him a taste of what it's like to tour in the U.S. before he actually does it.
1: It was it was just so super cool meeting him though. It's so funny thinking about it too because you see people like you know on their their images online, you know, their photos and everything. I didn't realize he was like literally taller than all of us. Like I'm I'm like six foot three he is like literally an inch taller than me, Tyler and Robbie like around the same height. But we were just like, wow. It's like, we didn't know you were so giant, you know, but it's like, it's like, really, it's just really, really funny to me.
0: <laughs> that, 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 that kind of surprised me. Cause every time I look at him, like, I think he's like five, eight, five, nine at the most. And well, if
1: I was, who's taller than him. And it's just like, wow.
0: Yeah. It's like, I thought their guitarist was like, you know, probably like my size, like six foot six one. All of a sudden now I'm going to end up standing next time and be like, hey, buddy. How's it going? It going? <laughs> like it's, it's gonna it's gonna scare me. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be something I'm not expecting, but now it's like I gotta prepare my mind for it because the first thing to see page six seven, I gotta imagine Tom is actually a larger human than I than I actually understand. Him to be. I was
1: amazed when I saw him. I was like, there's no way that's Tom sitting at the bar. I was like, wow, you know. But um like, who else would be good on that tour with us? You know, um who who else do you think? It's I'm not- trying
0: to, I'm trying to think now because, like, I'm thinking about you. I mean, Patient Sixty Seven is the, uh, is like one of the, like, one that's in me, or, um, uh, Dark Divine from
1: Florida. Oh yeah, actually, we met them. Uh, we did. Um, I have the poster behind me. Oh, never mind. That's uh, Dead Reckoning. My mistake. I I mixed okay. up bands. I do that all the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be the uh, that'd be one other I want. I definitely put with you guys would be Dark Divine. Yeah, right. No, I've heard of them definitely. Uh, I, just, I thought it was that bad. Unfortunately, it's not. But whoops. Uh, not nah, bet awesome too, though.
0: Yeah, because it's because I saw him on the. Because uh, right now, I think they're doing that. Uh, they're doing the tour with "Until I Wake" and "Catch Your Breath." And I oh, and yeah. I I saw him on the first night of that tour, and it was just because I've had him on the podcast where I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see what these guys bring out live. And it's basically I'm like, I, I watch. I'm like, if you if you want more of that like same feel, you get like watching Motionless and White or Ice Nine Kills play. Dark Divine will give you the exact same feel with a whole different sound. It's just, but it's still heavy. It's still fast paced. It's still just, woo! So I'm like thinking, saving vice, page six, seven, Dark Divine. Oh my God.
1: That sounds like fun to me. It's funny you mentioned that until I wait too, actually, because I've actually wanted to see them live since they got signed to Fearless. I think it was like two years ago. And uh, they came to an area close to me, but I was on tour at the time, unfortunately. But, uh, I saw the other day that they have a bunch of dates in July, I think, with Thousand Below, and I was like, I'm too jealous, what? like, what the hell? You know, but it's like, I, w- I would love to see them live, definitely. They're from um, Buffalo, New York, which is only like mm-hmm. like five, six hours from me, so I don't want to say it's local, but I have a lot of friends in Buffalo, so yeah, but that'd be really cool to see them and meet them and hang out with them and stuff, but that'd that be, you know, they'd be, they'd be killer and that. You know, I think, uh, sorry, I'm like totally just mumbling oh. now. Oh, just keep going, wow. man. But I know you got you got something in your head. Just keep going. I'm thinking like the, the perfect tour right now, like, you know, in my eyes, you know, with like, you know, bands like on our level and everything, we're like, you know, slightly higher or whichever. It'd be, um you know, us sitting by patiently C7, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, Until I Wake. And I'm actually really loving Enox. Do you know Enox? No. So half are from New Jersey, half are from Georgia. Um, Actually, I'm going to plug them real quick because they give me this hat for free <laughs> we played the uh the palladium with them back in december it's uh it's looks orange on my screen but it's actually bright ass pink so yeah it's pretty awesome i'm taking it on tour with me but i think they're out right now actually um on the explicit content tour who's that with oh i'd love to tell you it and so what every time i see the flyers for that it's always the same flyer but with different bands on it so i get a little confused okay that kind of thing but um i believe our our booking agent's actually putting on that as well but uh yeah, but yeah, Enox, they're from, um like I said, they're, they're all from New Jersey, but half of them moved down to Georgia, and they just literally have a house together, we stayed with them uh, back on the Headliner tour, and they're all just like literally just living there, they have a basement that's full of equipment and guitars and everything, they're, um, their vocalist, Michael, does all they're recording in their basement, It's just, they have an awesome setup, so.
0: Yeah. I, had to, I had
1: to pull them up, it looks like right now they're down with uh, downsizing
0: and a sense of purpose. That sounds
1: about right, actually, yeah.
0: Alright, so I got the right one. Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, but that would be like just thinking about that tour too. Cause it's if you had if we had that together. You guys plus patient67. I mean, like, right, that's just a match made in heaven, honestly. You throw until I wake in there, especially. You know, you've got a band that's you got the fearless backing behind them too. They've got the headline experience as well. And seeing them perform live, it's because I got again, I got to see them perform live. I think it was they got the they got a random spot in Louder Than Life last year, and I'm like, oh cool, let's see what they got. And then I at the beginning of this current tour that they're on, and it was they knew Alexis like They knew what the hell they were doing up there. It was the the drive, the the movement of the show. Everything was just right there. So it was a hell of a lot of fun having them on that with you guys would just make a lot of sense too. Because I could just see that kind of like the flow from Joe, like potentially Enox, Patient Sixty Seven, you guys until I wake. That'd be one where it's just like again easy like 300 cap rooms that's like okay everyone's gonna want to go and see this shit because of everything that's going on here and it'd be like the the metalcore positivity tour mostly because all of a sudden it's just yeah you can have like the cool tour poster and then just put tom's face on top of it
1: pretty much actually yeah or his cat because he loves yeah, cats. Oh,
0: yeah. You, you screw tom's yeah. in put tiffany on it
1: yeah exactly is, is that the cat's name yep i can never remember so it's like yeah but no, that's also awesome. i'm a cat guy myself i have a, a sphinx cat actually in the other room named victor so uh yeah that's awesome yeah until i wake though it's like you know those guys all of them definitely have a lot of experience in the live setting you know it's like you know they they just know how to do it you know it's like i never heard of any of their members before that band was formed and i I think they formed during the pandemic and yeah there were songs like octane you know and like um well that's the one i really like like the most actually is octane (laughs) you know it's such a good song you know and it's like it's just it's nostalgia from like, you know, from what you used to listen to back in the day and everything. I'm 35. So, um, you know, my scene was like kind of way back when, you know, but yeah, yeah. I, was, I was really stoked the other day when AFI did their, uh, their 20 years seeing the sorrow show. Oh I yeah. It, I think it was like two in the morning. I'm watching it on my iPad in bed, and I was like, wow, that is so cool. They're playing it in its entirety. So.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Cause like, right. Cause right. Uh, I mean, they were recording this, uh, it's the last day of the like rise again soon. The last day of their residency at the Metro in Chicago that holds like maybe 300, 350 people. And it's like, okay, seeing them play stuff from, like, their first two albums and people just going absolutely nuts to it, it, it's it's something where it's just, like, you watching that show from AFI, there's just this different kind of feel, this different kind of, like, it's a nostalgia in a way, but at the same time, it's like, we get to do this still now and everything just sounds just as good, like, it would feel just as good, like, come on, we can't miss out on this, this is too damn cool.
1: No, it's amazing. Definitely. You know, it's like, especially bands we used to listen to like way back when. But I will say, though, and I hate to say this so much. You see the the MCR flag behind me just Mm -hmm. chilling. So I went to their um, their reunion tour and everything. I don't want to say I was kind of disappointed by their performance, but it's like they didn't speak to the audience the entire time. They played like 30 songs straight through. Didn't say hello. Didn't say anything. It was just. It almost just seemed like you know, like a giant cash grab. Like I was just a little like, I was thrown off. I I, I wasn't like as um, I saw them in two thousand six. Like literally the day they uh, released the Black Parade. It's my birthday actually. Um, they were playing a club in Boston called the Axis, which is like only like a five hundred capacity room at the time. It's now part of the uh, House of Blues there, but it's like they they did one of those things where it was like a curtain drop kind of deal. Mm-hmm. and like literally the curtains dropped and I, I was able to grab their ankles there were that close and i was like wow that's amazing <laughs> and i like you know what 15 years later or so it's just kind of like they come out there playing their stadiums and everything but it's just kind of like there was just no audience engagement at all it's like they didn't even know we were there it seemed like you know which is kind of a cool thing at the same time you know, they're just kind of just playing for themselves a little bit but um definitely a great show they played a lot of great songs a lot of b-sides and everything i didn't mm-hmm. think they would ever, ever play live but uh that's a great show, but I just, I just found the performance to be a little bit like, uh, I don't know, like they, they went a little broke and just need to make some more that, money. So, yeah. like,
0: like could be, I've seen performance like that too, and they always come across as somewhat disengaging, especially from the fans' perspective. Because, as great as this is for the band just to, you know, play a bunch of kick ass music and go from there, there's a difference where it's just, if the band's just going up there, playing, not even recognizing the audience, and then kind of goes off, it's there, there's something that feels like there's a missing because it is. It's if I wanted to do that, you know, I would just say at home, put on your record, you know, put on headphones and call it a day. But it's just like there's something there that, you know, that interaction can drive a lot more than there's something about it. And I always think about uh, Shine Down, Brent Smith. I've When it comes to like, uh, you know, creating a live show, like atmosphere, addressing the crowd, really driving that energy. There's there's very few people that could do it better than him. And it's just no matter what's going on, even what they have, sometimes those longer breaks in between. It's the connection with the fans and just the power that brings from there is incredible. But it's just finding that balance between you want to play as much music as possible to give the fans as much as they as they are paying for. It. You know, they're paying customers, it's a paying ticket, it's a concert. But at the same time, you kind of want to address them to create that whole entire I'm not gonna say that whole entire just connection where it's, you know, you guys are in the audience, you're here to see us. We want to make that connection between the two of you or the two of us and have a good time. Or it's like seeing uh if you ever had a chance to see a void play. Oh my god, just the energy and the connection to the people on stage from them coming out on stage and just always coming and connecting with the crowd, just screaming at them high energy as possible. Absolutely fantastic. Like that's one you gotta go and see if you haven't seen it yet.
1: That's awesome. I love that show. I've never seen a void actually, but it, it sounds like fun. I've never even seen Shinedown life, but I heard they put on an amazing show. But I see it now actually in your background. You have a we came as Romans poster. Yep. They put on an incredible performance. Like no, I've seen them like like three or four times. I have never been disappointed. I saw them. Um, I think It was two years ago with. Um, uh, uh, yep, yeah, that was that was a great show. They're doing their uh, the ten year anniversary or was, no, was it twenty year? No, it was.
0: Uh, it was supposed to be the ten year anniversary. It's a plant a seed, but they had that planned. But then the pandemic hit, so it got pushed back a year and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah. Still, either way, that was an awesome performance. You yeah, know, that was so cool. I, I love seeing them. So, yeah, you know, I got everything I do on stage. I base off of their bass player Andy Glass. Like, <laughs> nice, deadass serious. Like, oh, it's like, oh, he can spin while he plays. I can do that now too. You know, like <laughs> it, it works and it adds so much more to the show.
0: But even bringing up, we came with Romans Roman because I remember that specific show for the one that I got to see because it was uh they played in Milwaukee. It was on Halloween night, so Devil Wars Prada came out playing it was because i to think hollow front came out because they played first and all the guys were dressed differently but uh tyler was dressed as donald trump
1: oh jesus because <laughs> i
0: talked to him before about it so he's like yep i don't really remember much of that show I, I had too much jack
1: daniels before that one <laughs> uh, uh, that that'd be the last thing i'd probably do you know like i don't want to get political on this but i wouldn't do that <laughs> <Yeah. Anyway. laughs> I, I wouldn't do it, but I'm like, you
0: know what? People got a kick out of it. It was funny. Dayseeker came out and they were all dressed as the Avengers, except Rory decided not to be Iron Man and be Deadpool instead. Really?
1: <laughs> it I mean, was a- is he actually technically even part of the Marvel, like that MCU right now? Like I, I honestly have no idea. I feel like he's making his way into it, but we'll yeah. see what happens. You know, like I don't know. They they do a lot of crazy things with that series. Yeah. I'm I do love the Marvel movies. I'm not like a huge diehard fan or anything. I'm more Star Wars, to be honest. But um I, I watch all of it though, just to see you know to see it and keep yeah. up with it and everything. Tyler, our vocalist, loves Marvel, you know, he he loves the Avengers. He's he's also a big Star Wars fan. That's kind of really how we uh connect on a lot of things, you know. Oh yeah, and I still remember even like just kind of continuing
0: on with that, like Wars Prada came out, they were all dressed as cowboys. Every single one of them. <laughs> and then when we came as Romans came out, all of them were dressed in like these overly baggy suits. And Dave basically looked like you know modern day Fred Durst, but in a suit. It was one oh, of the most man. ridiculous things they did. A whole entire skit and everything with the with Devil Wars Prada. And they came out on stage and they were like throwing stuff into the audience, having a good time. But I'll forget the time I saw him. This was last year. I was at uh, Welcome to Rockville, and it was like 95 degrees humid out. It was just god awful, just heat wise. We had one. We had a, a rain delay. And then it came back. I was trying to get in the pit, but I just could not handle the heat. I was struggling. We came as Romans was ready to go on, and it start. Sun was down, humidity dropped, temperature dropped, and it started raining again. But no thunder and lightning to go start up. But it was coming, so they didn't know how long they were gonna have to play. So they reconfigured their set list to put their like as the heaviest songs are gonna play up front, and then whatever was gonna happen later on was ever gonna happen later on. They got through six songs. And the pit was sloshy as all hell, but I've never seen a crowd so into every single note of every single song than that moment because rain plus mosh pit plus now we have relief from the heat and we get to see this and the rain just kept getting heavier and heavier.
1: It's just so dramatic like, sounding. You know, it's like you're, you're like describing the Matrix Revolutions to me, like the, the final fight. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. So damn good. But it's like the final fight they have where it's like all the rain and everything. All the, the agent smiths are watching and whatnot. It's like that just sounds so cool. You know, we we did one festival actually uh, in Brooklyn um, a couple of years back when we had the uh, the first Out Kings tour and uh, it rained right before we played and everything. So they're trying to dry off like the, the outside stage and everything. But it was kind of miserable, honestly. You know, it wasn't anything crazy like that. You know, people were just kind of like, yeah, we're not going to go it. It's raining. And it's like, come on, you know, but it's all good. Still, it was a pretty fun show. So, that's something like
0: if you, that's like, I kind of want to see you guys get in that Blue Ridge Lamp because then you, can, you guys can play outside. And if it starts to rain, you know, they're not going to cancel it. You get to see people just go nuts in the pit, sloshing around, having an absolute blast. And, I would love to be there to be in part of that, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be at the festival. But I'm hoping you guys are end up making it there and then get to go on this incredible run with Patient 67 afterwards. Speak this tour into existence with you guys, Enox, Patient 67, and Until I Wake. I want to see it happen. That'd be insane.
1: Let's make it happen. Post it everywhere. Make it happen. Post it everywhere, everyone.
0: Let's make it happen. Well, Kenjwin, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guest, which is you in this instance, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug it or a plug, promote it or a promote at the end of the episode. So, the floor is yours. Come out to the shows.
1: The best way to put it, come out (laughs) to the shows. Come out to the shows. I I try and keep it simple, you know, but, you know, thank you to everyone who's watching and everything. And uh, we're really glad to be, like, hitting the road again and seeing you all. And hopefully it's an amazing run as we want it to be, you know. Hopefully uh, Vampires Everywhere is uh, bumming about this because it was going so well. So, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, they're looking back like,
0: man, we could have been still on that run, but.
1: No, honestly, best wishes to them and their careers and everything. And you know, what to say that they decide to do next and everything. So yeah, no no ill will or anything like that. So yeah, keeping us all positive. Well said. Well,
0: now's having this podcast with three things. First things first, the end of winter tour with saving vice and having on some dates Mirror Lake and scythe Gang Six Six Six. That tour is going to start on April thirteenth. This episode is going to be out on April twelfth. I'm already going to say it right now. So literally, this tour is going to start tomorrow. If you're watching this on the day that it came out. So go and get your tickets now do not miss out on a day especially if you have a chance to go and see this because you will not be disappointed I've never had a chance to see the band but I know you're not gonna be disappointed because I've heard nothing but positive things also make sure you're following them in all their social media accounts so you know everything that's happening because you never know what happens if they get that spot at Blue Ridge if you guys just start posting on Blue Ridge and saying put saving Vice on the lineup you never know what might happen because we might see them go out on a run with patient 67 in September when they come and play Blue Ridge it's it's very possible to happen. You're not going to miss out on that. So the best way to do that: description of the podcast, which says find saving advice online, links and labels for literally everything. You're not going to miss out on it. So go and do that. I'm doing all the heavy lifting for you. All you got to do is go down, click, and take it from there. Now, because we're time for the second thing. Whenever guess in the podcast, and I enjoy it in the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise. Tyler's been on the podcast twice, and he's hit on this promise twice. And you, sir, are taking it once again. So my promise to you is this: it's not an if, it's a when. Because when I get to see you perform live for the first time. I will go all Liam Neeson on your ass. I will use a particular set of skills to look for you. I will find you. And I will look you down the eye and say, hey, man, first round's on me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to have to find, I'll be the one to find you. It's not going to be like Tom where he's sitting at the bar. It's like, wait, is that Tom? It's like, wait, is that Kevin? It's like, no, no, I'll be the one to be like.
1: Come hey, see me, call me a name, push me down or something like that. Kick me in the legs. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Oh, you guys will probably see, like, who the hell is
0: the crazy guy in the Milwaukee Brewers hat in the pit? Kevin's here, isn't he? And all of a sudden just hits somebody. Hey, guys.
1: Oh, I know your face now. I remember you. Nice. already right. I'm a really better with faces and names. I I'll, I'll promise you that. Perfect. And now it's time for number three. I cannot end this podcast. So I'll get
0: conscious by saying goodbye because I made you a promise to see you perform live first rounds on me, make it happen. and. This is the third time I've had the band Saving Vice on the podcast. First time with you. I know it's going to happen again in the future. So goodbye is not going to be a thing. No, no, no. It's going to be. I'll see you later.
1: I'll see you later. Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Woo! Well, folks, that's my interview with Kenjamin for the band Saving Vice. And now it is time for Kevin's final thoughts. So these guys in the past calendar year have gone through as much as you possibly can. And I will say the names of the ones that we know. So when it comes to the tour with Little Zan, the one that that one got canceled and their whole entire van fiasco happened. that, that one with Dropout Kings and Dropout Kings end up getting something going. They could help salvage that tour. Then there was the second one. And now this one with vampires everywhere. And the band ends up coming out this, the end of winter tour, gets a bunch of dates going. And they've got more still to come in terms of the rest of the year. I look at these guys from Saving Vice and I say, when it comes to a band, There, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's always going to be bumps in the road. Nothing's going to go the way that they planned because in life, nothing ever goes the way that we planned. I mean, I'm taking a look at myself right now. I take a look at where I'm at at this very moment. What's what, what did I, what I would have planned for? I would have planned for a much more podcast success than I've had, but I'm still getting there. I would have planned for my car not to completely die and have for me to go and buy a new one now, but I got to go and deal with that. So you've got to deal with these things head on and just like figure out a way to do it. Saving vice is the metal core and the metal rock, anything music equivalent of that. They are the never say die moniker. They are the, I didn't hear no bell one more round type, you know, band. And it's something that is really bringing a lot more positivity to them. You're seeing how it's like, you know, this stuff happens. How can we make this work? Yeah. Even with vampires everywhere going, it's like, yeah, you know, there might be a little bit of resentment there, but they're looking like they still wish them the most amount of success because what if if a band succeeds, especially in the scene in the pop culture, we see that rise. We start. We were talking about bad omens during the podcast. Their rise has helped metal out tremendously. And we're seeing it happen too. Bring me the horizon did, did it. Um, trying to think, I know catch your breath's ca- catching up on TikTok as well. There's a lot of different bands that's like when they do well, especially in pop culture, and more people have their eyes on metal. A lot of these bands that are, we love that we know are incredible and are coming up, they're the ones that are gonna be able to also benefit from it based on more ears listening to that sound. So saving vice, saving vice ain't going away. These guys just keep on trucking. These guys just keep on figuring it out. And I hope to God that they not only get on that Blue Ridge lineup, but I also absolutely hope that they get to do a run right around that Blue Ridge time. And afterwards with patient 67, I want to see that happen. We got to see Tom Kylie have some fun across the United States. And the only band to have him do it with that's, going to be perfect for him, is Saving Vice. So when it comes to finding Saving Vice online, go link to the description of the podcast where it says find Saving Vice online and get your tickets for the end of winter tour. Starts on the 13th. This episode came out on the 12th. It starts literally tomorrow in Sacramento, California. Go and get your tickets if you have a chance. Go and see these guys perform live. Also, make sure to follow us on the Corporate Earth Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, mostly Facebook and Instagram. You can find out all these different crazy things are going on with the podcast, all these different little, little tidbits and little short material. On top of that, we do Instagram live streams every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not, where you can watch the interviews. We're also now doing Friday reaction videos as well, so we're adding that a little bit to the repertoire. And on top of that, you know, if you're going to listen on audio, hit that subscribe button on Spotify, on Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, wherever you might be. want to give a huge thank you to you guys for subscribing. Also, thank you to Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. Remember, 20% off using code CPP20 at FNX at the comment description of the podcast. Thank you, Kenjman. First round's on me. I will go all Liam Neeson to find it when I finally get to see you guys play live. I also do it to Tyler, too. But. He wasn't here for this one, so he doesn't get three. Ha, 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 ha. So on that note, that's it for you guys. It hey, us into the card progression podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am. Every single one's a big, healthy, and hearty. See you. Yeah.